0: Chumba No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, Notre Dame fans. Welcome to Irish Sports Talk. This is, ep- this is episode 543, and joining me today, I'm Ruben, and joining me today is Randall. Randall, it's a day after game day, got to bed late last night, worked today. Uh, we want to cover a couple things about the game, overall impressions, what were some highlights, what are some concerns, and then we'll wrap it up by going through the different Position groups, but did you mention concerns? <laughs> uh,
1: no, it's a good day. Notre Dame is is one and zero. Football finally started, and we're actually
0: this. Yeah, the season has started, and we're talking Notre Dame football. So, I guess let's just start with big picture. Uh, Notre Dame, are they? Are you still as optimistic that this is a a uh, playoff contender as you were going into the game? And what are some of the things that make you think they are or are not? That's a tough question after one game, especially after last night's
1: game, because I think, obviously, there was a lot of things that didn't look good, um, but then there were also some things that looked good. Uh, I I think the biggest thing is that well, you look at the game, and you think it went bad because it was the first impression, the first part of the game. But if you really stop and think about it, um, besides the first two drives that Louisville scored, um, the defense stepped up. They made changes. They didn't even – here's one of the biggest things. They didn't even wait until halftime to make changes with the defense and even someone often, especially the defense. Um, they were willing to switch things up, make some adjustments and change. But the other thing you have to remember is those first two drives, the first few drives, they've been technically had all summer to get ready for
0: those. Louisville did. Yeah, and yeah. Notre Dame as well. I mean, well, Notre Dame came out and scored right away. And, and, it, and it's very normal that an offense scores early because yeah. often the defense, even uh, Louisville's co- uh, in their post game press conference mentioned, you know, often you're playing a little more vanilla, kind of trying to figure out. Each other, and so that's it's not abnormal to have that happen, but the concerns there are concerns on defense. But for me, most of my concerns are on offense. But because there's only a few on defense, I I do want to talk about those. Uh, Notre Dame, the the linebacking core, it is it is a concern because they were they were not getting off blocks. They were getting um, they were getting blocked and not getting off of them to make plays. And that's going to be a big concern, especially against the really good teams like Georgia, Stanford, um, Michigan, teams that are really physical. That's going to be a concern. Yeah. And I guess the one thing with the offense,
1: I mean, you look at some of the issues they had, we've seen better, just like Ian Book. That clearly was one of his worst games. So we know he has better games in him. So you can kind of... You feel – you put at ease a little bit as far as knowing he, he does have better games in him. um, But it was a little – yeah. All these questions about quarterbacks since two years into Notre Dame or two years of the same quarterback at Notre Dame, do they get better? Well, that sure was an answer last night. But uh just some of the other things, um like on defense, I think there was – um, There there were missed tackles. There were you know missed sacks, coverage, just different things like that. But then they started making plays. They started making some adjustments. And a lot of these guys were playing their first – it was the first time they were putting in meaningful minutes in game time. So you look at some of that, at least Notre Dame's coming away with a, a good win yeah. against a quality opponent. And uh, other teams just look so much better because they're playing the nobodies.
0: Yeah. Well, and, uh, one of the concern, the big concern for me on offense is, is Ian book's ability to overcome early mistakes in the opening two drives. He overthrew two passes, uh, because of, or not the opening two, but the open, like the, I think the second and third drive when Notre Dame did not score, he overthrew two receivers because of a pass rush coming at him. And I don't, I don't fault him for that. That I can I can live with that because the defense is trying to get to you and they made the right call, came at him quickly enough, and they were able to, to be a, a disruptor in the passing game. What I what I can't live with is when Ian books Ian book makes one read and then starts looking around to see who's going to tackle him or sack him, and then takes off running. And the, the one time he ran right, he, he created his own fumble one time, ran into. Uh, the own, his own life. Yeah, and, and, and that's what was concerning to me. It did not look at all... He was not comfortable at all. Yeah. He, he was inside his own head, and that can be rectified because that, that was just mental. Yeah. And I didn't see him... I didn't see him look that frantic or just uncomfortable. Even last season, even against Clemson, I don't really remember him appearing that unsure. He did in the one game. Was it... Pitt, I'm trying to remember which game. There was one game where he,
1: he kind of looked like that and he had to be settled down, but... He was I don't know what he was seeing, which here's something else to throw in there. Hardly anyone, no one knew what Louisville yeah. was going to do. They have a new, completely new coaching staff. Obviously, you know, the coaches were at Appalachian State, but it's a completely different team. Yeah. And even uh, talking with uh, one of the guys that covered Louisville last week, he mentioned that the media didn't even have access. So they the media didn't even know how Louisville was going to look. So there was a lot of looks um coming from the Louisville defense that book that surprised him, I think. Brian mm-hmm. Kelly even mentioned it that they were surprised by some because they didn't know what to expect. And so it took a little bit of time to get used to that. But they did do a decent job adjusting, you know, to that. But um it was still concerning because it didn't seem like book ever really settled down he did on that one drive there close to the end but where he made some big throws Tommy Trembled. but because he
0: was overthrowing guys uh, where normally he's where he' he's, he's, he's at right on the
1: money but most of the paths that were even completed were behind the receiver the one fourth down would have been could have been a first down but he threw behind Fink it was too low and fink fell when he tried to catch
0: it yeah. i mean it was very un it wasn't like it was very un-book-like, correct so those were kind of the but, negatives, but there are some positive takeaways. Or go ahead, Randall. Oh well, yeah, I was just gonna kind of jump into that. Well, and it is, it, I want to spin off from what Brian Kelly said in the post-game press conference when he talked about uh, he talked about veterans needing to step up and really impressed with how the young guys did step up. And there's a handful of young guys that contributed in a real meaningful way.
1: Jameer Smith scored the first touchdown of the season, and that was That's I wasn't even I tonight. wasn't even thinking of him, but yeah. Smith, Drew Trimble. White had the first sack for, uh, for the year. Who? Would,
0: I guarantee you, nobody guessed Drew White had the first sack no. for the Notre Dame defense. And he had a great pass breakup. He looked confident. I'm not saying he's going to play like Drew, uh, you know, like, like an all star or at all. But he at least stepped up, made plays, and and there's positives there. Uh, yeah, Tommy Tremble. I mean, had an incredible game. Yeah. I agree. He he
1: totally outperformed what I was expecting from him. And I think just seeing those first the first quarter kind of put a bad taste in everyone's mouth and it was hard to get rid of that and it didn't happen in that one game. Um I think Notre Dame did pretty good on the re- for the next three quarters, but that was just all excited about you're all excited about the football season finally being here and then within minutes it's like that dream is shattered and everybody's like, oh, no, here we go again. Yeah, And so that's always been a problem for Notre Dame fans, which rightly so, we get all hyped up, finally have a good team, finally this and that, and it just never happened. It has yet to happen. They just don't have that championship. And so when you see a game like this, you're hyped up for the season. They're supposed to be good. You see in the first few minutes that, oh, no, this is going to be another
0: one of those years. I did have that feeling throughout at times throughout the game, but in in retrospect, we don't know how good Louisville is. Um, and while it, it's it would be great to come out like Georgia and just score on the first three or four possessions, and it and the opponent never having a chance, you know that didn't exactly happen with Louisville. But this was still. A dominating performance, and it's always great to be able to look back and see how Notre Dame could have done better. I mean, the two, the two scoring touchdown scoring drives that Louisville had, Notre Dame had false start on third and long, or not false start offsides. I mean, on third and long, where it, it opened up the playbook for Louisville, and they yeah. ended up scoring on those two opening drives. So, and I really think the defense played, they played well. They they only gave up seventeen points and only. And fourteen of those were in the opening two drives. Yeah, so I still th- I'm still optimistic about this team. Um, you know, you have. I guess maybe we're maybe another concern is that the running back position. Even though we talked about, there's a lot of different guys there, but Jafar Armstrong, I think he needs to be healthy, because well, Tony Jones had 100 yards and was very consistent and solid, but he's not a game breaker. Yeah, it was which we
1: don't know for sure how serious Jafar's injury is. Like he he played, he had two carries for 10 yards, but he said a groin injury, but usually if it's not too serious he can come back in, but one question that with him that we've always had is being able to play through injuries. Yeah. And from what we've seen in the past, a small injury or what seems like a small injury he he hasn't learned how to play through that yet and we've heard other running backs say that you're never more than 80% ready to go. Like that's part of being a running back is playing through injuries and being able to, I mean, I was nothing major, but being Mm -hmm. able to fight through that and help
0: your team out. It's just, it goes with the position. Round. Did you feel like as far as the offensive side of the ball, did you feel like it was book uh, escaping too early, or did you feel like from what you could see from the passing routes that there weren't opportunities to, to throw the ball downfield? Uh, he was he was getting out of it too early, way too early, because there were
1: guys open. Um, he was, like, running from stuff that wasn't even there. Yeah. And I think sometimes it, this, this is what I've been saying. This is exactly what I've been talking about. Just like what Louisville did. They're going to bring everybody up in the box. And that's what they did. And then he expects them to rush, and they just back off. But teams can do that. Until he starts hitting that deep ball, they can come up to the line and do whatever they want to because he can't beat him deep. He doesn't... And anymore, it seems like he has the arm strength. It's more about even waiting long enough to get it to somebody deep. Like Like, last night... He didn't even wait long enough to get it to yeah. the guys at the line, I mean, just to get the ball out of his hands. He he was running as soon as he had the ball. And so whether somebody – yes, people were open downfield. There were guys open. He just didn't stay in the pocket. He just didn't do what he needed to. didn't have the patience to finish
0: the and play. You know how sometimes uh, the play kind of breaks down, the quarterback runs out of the pocket, then you see receivers changing their route, getting open. Like, there was never even that possibility. No. Because as soon as it broke down, he, he was, was he was running for forward, running forward for yards. Yeah, he was yeah. trying to get to the first down, and he did. He, I mean, how many yards did he pick up on the ground? I mean, he had eighty-one. I mean, he had a, a decent Long number. Long thirty
1: set, which that first play, yeah, that might yeah. have messed it up because all of a sudden he thought, oh, he can run, and so he tended to run quicker. Maybe he decided to run quicker than he normally would have, just because he had some ex- so much success early on, and he kind of got in his head that hey, he can. He can pick up the yards on the ground if he needs to. But Brian Kelly said they're not going to beat him with a shoe, but they also know that they got to work on things. So another positive thing, they do have a week off, and they have film now. Um, it's almost like the announcers were saying during the game. is like this is, no, you don't want a game like this, but yet this is almost what you want to have as a coach because now you have things to teach your team about. You come away with a blowout win, everybody's – riding high and saying, oh, we're, we're mm-hmm. unbeatable. Um, coaches try to explain things like, oh, no, we look at the score. Look what we did. But here, obviously, everybody knows they need to work on things and uh, trying to find the positive things here. And, yep. And I think Brian Kelly, honestly, he's got a lot of film to show the guys.
0: Yeah. All right. Do you know, Randall, on on uh, New Mexico, Bob Davey was taken to the hospital. Is he – Back in the saddle, or is he still on medical leave? Um, I'm not sure.
1: I'd check the latest, but as far as I know, he's going to be ready to go for he, um, Notre Dame, which they also have a bye week this this next weekend. So he's got two weeks to recover.
0: And um, maybe listeners didn't hear. Randall just mentioned it to me on, I think, Saturday or sometime over the weekend that we'll go ahead. Yeah, right after uh, the New Mexico game, Bob David collapsed.
1: I believe it was something to do with his heart. Um, was taken to the hospital and they kept him there for a while just to check up on everything. But he seems to be doing fine. And as far as I know, nothing will change unless there's more complications between now and then. Um, he's playing to coach against Notre Dame, which I'm sure he's going to try to be for that game. Be there for that game. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. you can't do anything about your physical health, but he is going against Notre Dame where he's coached, so. Yeah, I don't know how do you actually feel about having a bye week right
0: now? Well, as, as far as as far as coming off the win or just a football fan wanting to watch football. Well, either both, mm. I guess. No, I I want to watch another game this weekend. <sighs> I I don't want to have two Saturdays or two weekends that are really weird yeah. with the Monday night game not playing on Saturday and then a bye week right away. So, no, I I don't like it. As far as for the team, um I think it's a good thing just because we had, uh, you know, some of the injuries getting Komet back and uh, who knows about Jafar Armstrong. Maybe he'll be in uh, better better shape if with an extra week uh, to yeah, heal. Yeah, yeah. I'm still
1: trying to say, I'd almost rather they, well, I think it's good that they have a week off to practice all this, to to clean up everything, but... I also don't like the fact that they're playing two games in three weeks leading up to Georgia. Like, I wish they would – obviously, they have a week off, then they're playing New Mexico, then it's Georgia. Like, I wish they would have played another game in there just to just – because of how they looked last night, they need all the game reps they can get for these players because I do think these players are going to keep getting better over the course of the season, but they're going to need – what they need right now is actual meaningful reps – and there's just not as many of those before the Georgia game. And that worries me a little bit. And then as far as fans, it was forever until the first game. Now we got to wait another two weeks yeah. for the next game. So <coughs> not an ideal situation for a, bye, for a bye week in my mind. All right. Are you ready to go through the different position groups? Yeah. Uh, the only other thing before we get into position, like the three fumbled. I don't know when that would have happened.
0: Even in college football. Yeah.
1: As far as three straight plays, three fumbles, each time the team giving it back to the other team. Luckily, Notre Dame came out on top on that one. But definitely some crazy things happening in that. Mm -hmm. And Notre Dame did jump up a spot in the AP poll today. They're up to number eight. But I almost think that they all vote on Sunday. They might have moved it up because it was Labor Day. I'd like to know how many... I have a theory that voters turned in their votes before the game was even played because they expected Notre Dame to play good, and Florida was dropped because of how bad they played. Mm. So, I I wonder if they were actually how those when those votes were actually taken because I have a feeling
0: that a lot of those were before. And I'm really which curious. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm really curious to see what Louisville does. They they do have a couple weeks of of nobodies. They play an Eastern Kentucky and then Western Kentucky, and then they do play Florida State on the 21st. So in three weeks, they'll have a, they'll have a test. Yeah. Okay. Position groups. Let's start with the defense again. uh, Defensive line looking a little soft at times and not getting to the quarterback. Like, like I expected, but because of their reputation, you know, that teams are, I mean, they're, they're, extra prepared and extra ready for it just because of the reputation of the Notre Dame pass rush. Yeah. Um, and they're going to get there. It's like, I'm, I'm confident that they're going to um, rack up some numbers here. And it's unfortunate that it didn't happen in this game. But, but I think my bigger Whoa. concern is how are they going to, how are they going to stand up against, against a, a strong rushing attack? Yeah, well, at this pace, they had four sacks, so that means they're on pace for forty-eight sacks on
1: the season, twelve games. So that would definitely I guess break that's water. not yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I agree. I was I was disappointed with the defensive line just because it did not seem like they were getting the push they should have, which they were probably a little overhyped because we've they have some very talented players. Um, but I think maybe they needed to be brought down to reality as well. But I think the well and a big thing was the two offsides. Offside mm-hmm. like cream and a or uh, yeah, cream and a Like those were big mistakes. Yeah, and I think they have to realize. I think it showed them that, hey, they're gonna, they're still gonna have to work for this. This isn't gonna be a walk in the park. We're not gonna just rack up the
0: sacks. It's not going to be a walk in the will. park, but also, yeah, be patient. Like, it, yeah. it'll come, and it did come later in the game. But what was kind of concerning to me is they were
1: – so they didn't get the push that I like to see, and it seemed like in so many plays there was a defensive lineman running down a Louisville offensive player from behind. Instead of
0: a, a linebacker or a safety – Yeah, so
1: that's more on them, but also they weren't getting the push they needed to in in the, in the initial – part of the play like the first part of the play but then you know they did have the talent to run them down but still if you're if you had the opportunity to turn around and run them down that means you weren't that tied up to start well
0: with. hold on though don't you remember lewis nix and jerry tillery often running down plays if yeah, that's behind the line of scrimmage no even even away from the line of scrimmage i remember lewis nix I mean, it was just a ball with legs a bowling <laughs> ball with legs true um and so i think that's i think it's partially just the athletic ability of the defensive line but i i think there is i think there's some truth to what you're saying too that the linebackers are not making the plays and then hence it ends up that the linemen have time to turn around and and make a play on the on the ball
1: yeah yeah i mean it was that had to do with all the defense but it was a little concerning it seemed like I was hoping that this defensive line would create enough pressure to help out the linebackers and you know the secondary, but uh, they weren't doing as much. They did step up their game um, and did get did get better pressure then, but Ade Ogundigi, it seemed like we saw him quite a bit. Uh, he didn't get all the tackles. We thought he only had three, um, but he also had a sack, and it seemed like he was always in there on the play. Did he have a sack or a tackle for loss? Oh, sorry, a tackle for loss. Um so yeah, I'm not I wanted to see the lineup of, you know, Quora, Kareem, Ade and uh
0: Dalen Hayes. Dalen Hayes. And I think would have had that chance if there wouldn't have been an offside penalty. But Well were they not was the Dalen not in there on that uh when they when they were offsides? I think they might have been but I'm saying the play was negated by the offsides oh, and yeah. they brought out
1: different personnel, so um. not it was like they played horrible but we expect a lot more from them and they can play the defensive line can play a lot better than they were they did miss tackles Um, they just didn't quite finish the plays so they can definitely take it up a notch and what's crazy is this defense got four sacks and they didn't look yeah. that great
0: <clears throat> alright linebackers oh man Jeremiah uh, Usu koromoa I mean, there's definitely uh, a, a lot of upside there, and you can see his athletic ability, which is which is great and fun. Yeah. And then Drew Drew White also I think um, stepped up, and they well, they were two and three in tackles uh, on the team. Which
1: both of those guys made some big plays, but then they would make big mistakes. Which I think some of it just has to do with them not playing a lot. Yeah, but. Usu Koromoa had nine tackles, two tackles for loss, and his numbers could have been way better than that. Yeah, um, He missed a sack. He took a bad angle in the one. I mean, he took some bad angles and couldn't get the tackle. It seemed like he missed quite a few tackles. And uh, so and I think some people even blame Bilal for some of those tackles, but it was because Koromoa wasn't getting off a block from a receiver or different things like that where it looked like Bilal, but Cormo wasn't doing his job either.
0: Yeah, Bilal, it definitely appeared like Bilal, and he didn't play – I don't think he played a great game, but he also wasn't always a culprit when – You didn't see him make mistakes. Well, he didn't
1: get off blocks. No. But I'm saying as far as, like, the missed tackle, like, if he was in there, he made the tackles, things like that. It was these younger guys, which means that these young guys, once they get the tackling down pat, they'll probably pass him up. But – um, they were switching linebackers in and out there at the beginning, but it seemed like they finally settled down with Drew White and Asmir Bilal and Koromoa. But Drew White, I was worried about him in the beginning, but then he stepped up. And there was a stretch for three straight plays. He was the yeah. one making the play. and I was like, oh, this is looking really good, and then he made a bad mistake, missed a tackle, and there's a big gain, which basically negated the three tackles that he just made.
0: True, but that, at least there's some positives to take yeah. away from it, where before it was just question marks. Yeah. So
1: I was actually surprised by him. I did not expect him to be making plays like he was. Yeah, especially not in the first game. So I was I was pleasantly surprised by what Drew White did, even though he did make some bad tackles, made some mistakes. He also did some good things and got the Notre Dame got Notre Dame's first sack of the season. Mm-hmm. So
0: All there's right. a lot of upside there. Cornerbacks, Sean Crawford, round the ball, making plays. Uh, he was. He seemed to be
1: kind of a – if it wouldn't have been for him, a few of those plays would have gone for touchdowns. Um, Maybe not quite as fast as he used to be, but he made that one touchdown-saving tackle where he ran the guy down from the side and made the tackle. So I was impressed with what he he did. I mean, he didn't force a turnover like he has in the past, but I was impressed what he was able to do and knowing the history he's had – um, and that he's still playing
0: football at that level. Yeah. All right, and then Safeties, I mean Kyle Hamilton was another I mean he appears to be everything that he was bragged up to be. Uh that guy He plays confident and, and he's around the ball. Yeah.
1: Um Yeah, two pass breakups and this is as a true freshman. Yeah. And yeah, there's there's a lot of hype around it and it seems like it's legit. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, you know, he was in a few times for one of the other, um, safeties, but there was a few times that all three safeties, the Elliott, Gilman, and Hamilton were out there. And I think that scene, when they were, when all three of them were out there, they were, they were making plays. Um, obviously, he still got, I think he missed a tackle where he took a bad angle. You know, there's well, something like that, but he,
0: he blitzed up the middle he, on the one play and missed, uh, it was the running back or quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a big miss there, um, but he he's gonna be a star. Yeah. And then Alohi L- Gilman actually led the team in tackles, had ten, and then didn't see nearly as much from Jalen Elliott. Um, yeah, I mean he definitely he I did have three tackles, and I don't have his past breakups here right now. For Elliot, he yeah. didn't have any pass breakups. Okay. But I don't expect, I mean... Which the pass breakups... Um,
1: which one was it? One the offensive linemen was uh, given... Or broke up a pass, allegedly. Mm. So, there's, I think they corrected it now. But, yeah, I mean... The good thing is that they the defense stepped up and made stops. Once they kind of got things figured out a little bit, settled down, uh, they did actually look pretty good. The kicking, I'll just throw in the kick. You don't like talking about the kickers, Ruben, so I'll just quick throw it in now. But I was impressed with the kicking. They never had to kick a field goal. Um, but as far as punts, um. Louisville's punt returner was number three in the nation last year and he didn't return any in the first, excuse me in this game which just goes to show that Bram, Bram Bleat um, did a good job I mean they weren't the longest punts, but his hang time um, he did what he needed to be and he kept the
0: number three punt returner in check didn't allow any yards I, I, I agree I was really impressed with the punting and even the kicking team. Uh, I mean, five five for five on extra points, which I guess we'll take that.
1: And the kickoffs were in the end zone. I mean, it wasn't the short, you know, the the one time Louisville brought it out of the end zone was a horrible mistake for them, but um, I was actually impressed with the kicking team. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to kick field goals, but um,
0: they did did a good job last night. All right, offensive side of the ball, offensive line, Sometimes they create a huge hole. Sometimes it didn't seem like they got a push when they needed just a couple extra yards. Yeah. So again, I mean, I want to see him play against New Mexico and then the big test will be Georgia and they're not going to, you know, get a big push against Georgia, but can they do enough? Can they protect enough and get enough of a push right for now? The offense to succeed. It doesn't seem to matter how much time you give the quarterback he's been running for his life, whether he needs to or not.
1: Um, but uh, Eichenberg did have a false start. Um, but I mean they did good, but then there was time. They either did good, like you said, the big gaps, or then they were just bad getting beat. Yeah. <clears throat> and which is a little concerning against the Louisville defense that isn't necessarily But again, going. we don't know how good they
0: are and for a That's few more true. weeks. That's true. But I will say
1: Louisville one of their biggest issues was recruiting. They have had bad recruiting the last few years. So the comments made about Louisville is that yeah they can do bringing all the best coaches but they just do not have the talent level at this point or the players needed mm-hmm. to uh, um, play in this system. Yeah. So but
0: hopefully they'll surprise and uh, now we can root for them the rest of the year. <laughs> all right, tight ends. I mean Tommy Tremble, phenomenal. Looks like a wide receiver, but productive. T- a touchdown. I think two first downs, um, really impressed.
1: Yeah, for sure. I didn't think he was going to play much. I mean, obviously with Cole Komet going down, you know, we knew he had to play. But I expected Brock Wright to be the one catching the ball if they passed it. But for Tremble to do that, he looked very impressive. One of his issues he had in camp was dropping the ball. Well, he wasn't doing that. And so now if Cole Komet can get healthy and come back, there's some legit receiving threats, mm-hmm. and Tremble did get the game ball after the game. Brian Kelly gave him the game ball, and uh, yeah, it's that's I guess that's the one good thing about injuries is that you find things like that. You find players like this that can actually produce that you maybe weren't expecting it. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely one of them.
0: Yeah. So wide I mean. receiver, I think uh, Chase Claypool and Fink were kind of quiet for the first half, but Chase Claypool. Had a, that nice long play in the second half. Ended up with ninety-four yards, five catches, and that—that's something I was thinking about halfway that's through crazy the game. That he ended up with that many. I know. Like hearing that—that that doesn't seem. I, I was a little bit worried that. Uh, oh no! Here we go again. Another another season where we don't have a, a a go-to receiver that we can just rely on. Yeah. Where it's like either feast or famine. <laughs> Sorry, I got a retarded animal in here. <laughs> uh. Um. Anyway, really impressed with with Chase Claypool. Disappointed Chris Fink didn't didn't appear. Well, he had that one catch that went for 2 yards and it was a bad pass that he fell after he caught it. Well, I don't think it was really his fault either. I mean,
1: he's the player that is those sh- is going to get those shorter passes, is going to catch those shorter passes. Well, Book wasn't giving him the opportunity to even do anything, which they were, they were covering him good as well, which opened things up for Lawrence keys. Um, but some of that is on book, just not seeing these guys, not getting the ball to them. And when he did, they were in a bad spot. Even the one big play by chase Claypool was phenomenal. How he reached over, grabbed it and turned around like just his motion, the fluid motion of catching the ball turning. I mean, he's a ball player. Mm-hmm. And, it's just a little concerning that they can't get the ball to him, and I'm, I'm very concerned about the deep ball now because these guys were open.
0: <sighs> okay.
1: But Lawrence Keyes looked very good. Um, and it, a few of those, if Chris Fink would have caught that one in stride, he would have made a big play. And with the speed of these guys, it, there's also one to Keys, With the speed they have, if they are hit in stride, they would have had gained a lot of yards which would have made this look completely different so that was just the ball being put in the wrong spot and then in my mind phenomenal receivers making plays and catching it too many times in the past we've seen players yeah it's a badly thrown ball but with other court they haven't helped them out they haven't helped the quarterback like they did yesterday yeah they did the
0: receiver did a good job helping them out last night uh, in fact, were there even? Can you think of a drop where it was a a decent pass and, the, and a receiver just dropped it? No, I don't think so. Uh, yes, um, Kyron Williams did, which
1: was running. Yeah, that's back. right. That's Kyron right. Williams had a bad drop, and then we
0: didn't. I don't didn't think, see a whole I'm lot. Sure, of we saw him after that, which but, that was kind of predicted. But that was really encouraging for the wide receiver unit because, yeah, you're right. It's been over the past few years there has been a problem with drops. I mean, especially in in 2016, well, it was bad. Even not making
1: those. Getting the ball or in
0: a bad throw, they just give up on it. Yeah, they definitely helped out Ian Book. So, kudos to the wide receiver group. Kudos to uh, Alex Coach Alexander as well. All right, running backs started off with um, uh, Tony Jones in the backfield and Jafar Armstrong in the slot. And then J- he wasn't Jafar wasn't there very long. But he did catch the first pass for what was it, sixteen yards. And then fairly quickly, I'm not sure at what point it was in the game, but went down. Oh, uh, he only had 10. Jafar only had 10 yards total. No, he had he had a receiving yard. Well, he had one re- reception for 16 yards. Oh, yes, sorry, I missed that. I was looking for it and didn't see it, yeah. Um, But Brankley did talk about how he had, Jafar was going to help with um, the passing game. In, in the passing game, yeah. I mean, and he did. Yeah, And so I was a little bit surprised that they used him right out of the gate that much. I figured it would be more as a supplement, Um, but they relied on him until he went down. Yeah, Tony Jones looks much improved in my mind.
1: Looks more like the running back that we've wanted to see. Um, But then I was actually impressed with Jameer Smith. I mean, yeah, he just had 24 yards on eight carries, but he looked good. He scored two touchdowns, and uh, they definitely have options
0: at the running back position. They have options, and you're right. I was very excited about Tony Jones Jr. and Did you listen to his post game interview? No, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> uh, at first I thought it was the rec- recording was off because it felt felt like it was skipping and repeating, but I think it was just, I think it was just stuttering. But anyway, he's really excited about about football. <laughs> he was really, really pumped about his uh, the team and his ability and, and all of that, which was fun to see. Yeah. Um. I think I'm confident in him. Like he's a consistent player, but he's not a game changer like yeah. Dexter Williams was, or well, Josh yeah. Adams, or Procyz. And I'm not sure if Jafar Armstrong is either. But they're at least he has more speed, I think, than what the other guys do. I think but, so too. But but at least as a whole, I think they're solid. Yeah, and they're and they are versatile. They they can, they uh, are good at catching the ball as well. Maybe except for. One or here one or two here or there <laughs> yeah
1: um, just some other random that uh, Ian book I was hit that cheerleader in the face oh yeah and people wondering who it was and then uh, one of the guys from Louisville actually tweeted out a link she is on Inst- or on uh, Twitter and she retweeted the video of it and said thank you Ian book and then uh, she did say um, she said something about her broken nose is Twitter trending and uh, ouch. Yeah, so she obviously felt that, or will feel that for a while, but it did. I mean, it was a <laughs> it was a right real thud. in the face. <laughs> oh man, so couldn't be avoided. I mean, no, not Ian Book's fault, but yeah. So, anyways, Notre Dame's one and zero. So,
0: on to the next one. Right what surprised you about Louisville? This is not something we had <sighs> planned on discussing. I was surprised at how good their defense played
1: because looking back at what they did last year, which we all know that a very big step in the right direction is getting rid of Brian Van Gorder as your defensive coordinator. They did that. um, Supposedly 10 guys on defense switched positions, and just that in itself made a huge difference. Notre Dame did it in the middle of the season and made a difference. Yeah. So... Um, I still expected their defense – I didn't expect them to be as good on defense. Um, And and they do have some good players. And then I also was surprised at just how they could move the ball on offense. Um, I knew they would try to run it – is it Satterfield? I'm totally not. Their coach does emphasize the run. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and they definitely look better than I expected them to compared to, from things I've heard as far as, you know, they don't have the players because of bad recruiting and how many players are switching position and just things like that. I mean, obviously they're going to have to throw the ball a lot better than they did, but they do have some talent there, and
0: they are headed in the right direction. If, if you'd have to guess whether they're going to end up in the ACC, I mean, do you think they're going to be like right in the middle of the pack upper middle here's a qu- here's a better question will they make a bowl game I think they will as w- as good as they played against Notre Dame and as good as I think Notre Dame is I think they're going to make a bowl game looking at their schedule they're going to they should win the next 2 weeks against Eastern Kentucky and Western Kentucky and then all they need to do is win four more games
1: <laughs> yeah win four <coughs> more games <coughs>
0: now they do play like Florida State
1: I think Florida College, Wake Forest, Clemson, Virginia, Miami, North Carolina State, Syracuse. They're man, they're gonna be
0: pushing it to make a bowl game. I think they will. I I agree that it's They're it's, not gonna be dead last I don't think they're gonna win nine games by any means. No. But I think they could win seven. I think they're gonna win five. Yeah, so you don't think they're gonna make it? Alright, no. we'll have to come back to this. Yeah, well, we'll do that. We, we'll see what the opponents are doing. I mean, kind of keep track because it helps Notre Dame strength the schedule. So, All right. Obviously, this uh, we've got a bye week coming up, so today we're just doing the recap. Next Tuesday, we'll do the preview for New Mexico. Um, Randall, do you have the winner? Uh, Main Street Coffee is giving away free coffee for the winner. Or not free coffee. They're giving away coffee as a prize to the winner of our score prediction contest every week. And I think I was really close. I had Notre Dame winning 39 to 19. 17. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, 39 to 17. Yeah, I had had Louisville score right on. Yeah. So I was off four points. There were some close ones, but I haven't narrowed it down yet. I didn't get time to do it, so I'll have it for the preview. All right, so we'll have that next week, and then I'll uh, email. The way it works is I email a coupon to the winner, that coupon is good for one pound of coffee from MainStreetRoasters.com. It includes free shipping. You go on their website, pick out your coffee. We can give you can give we can give you a recommendation, and you can order your coffee and get it shipped. It's only uh, for those living in the United States. It will not ship outside of the USA. So that's the only only criteria. MainStreetRoasters.com. We have heard from fans of the podcast that they, they do enjoy their coffee and um yeah if you can't wait to win a free pound of coffee go and check out their website mainstreetroasters.com all right randall anything else i think that's it all right thank you guys for listening until next time go irish go irish